equipped. I didn't know what I needed to do to get to that next level. Yeah, it was really frustrating because you say to your team, we're going to do X, Y, Z this year, and then you look like a real Muppet when, like, it just doesn't happen. I just was like, man, this guy's so cool. He drove a Tesla. Actually seeing the impact that his brand was having and that he was having on the entrepreneurial movement I thought was really exciting and cool. But then a few months later, he reached out to me saying, look, I really need some help. People think with the mentor relationship side, it's like, I've got some, I've got a couple of problems I'm going to ask. I'm going to get these incredible answers that are going to change the game. With me and Steve, it's actually not like that. You've definitely heard the stories about visionary entrepreneurs and how they built their companies to incredible heights. But behind these icons of business, there's a story that often goes untold. The story of the mentorship that helped them get there. This is Level Up a podcast produced by LaunchVic, where you'll hear from leading Victorian entrepreneurs and their mentors, with the goal of sharing their stories and encouraging you to consider the impact a mentor could have on your personal growth. I'm your host, Adam Jaffrey, and in this podcast, you'll hear from some of the most successful startups in the country and the mentors who've helped them avoid stagnation, scale their businesses, and in today's case, level up. The level of growth that a business has is a true reflection on the founder. You need to level up as much as you want your business to. That's Nathan Chan, the CEO of Founder Magazine. I run an online media and education company called Founder Magazine. And uh, what we're trying to do with it is is really become the go-to online source for entrepreneurs and startups. Lofty goals. But truly, Founder was already a success at this point. They'd spoken to people like Richard Branson, Tony Robbins, and Gary Vee. They were producing great content and top-level training resources. As a matter of fact, speaking of Gary Vee, here's a quote of what he had to say about Founder Magazine. He said, If you're looking for a great resource to hear the stories of today's successful entrepreneurs and learn what's needed to be successful yourself, Founder Magazine is where you should be allocating your time. Yet back in 2016, Nathan found himself struggling with an issue that all successful startups are challenged with at some point in time. Scaling. And Nathan needed some help. My name's Steve McLeod. Uh, Originally, I founded a company called Fire and Safety Australia and then retired out of that business a few years ago. And the last four years have been working with entrepreneurs and small and mid-market businesses to be able to help them to grow. So Steve is going to have a huge impact on Founder and on Nathan, and I can't wait to tell you all about it. But before we get to that point, you need to learn a little bit more about Nathan and where Founder was prior to Steve getting involved. Before I was working with Steve, it was probably, what, year three of the business? Had around, I think, maybe about 10 people, like three or four in the office, and then maybe five to 10 online. We were at a stage where we had a couple of products that were selling and didn't really have consistent growth. But I've, I've never grown a company. Like It's really hard to scale a company if you don't know what you're doing and, and lack structure, lack discipline. Like I, I didn't really think about leadership at all, didn't really think it was important or mattered, and I just didn't really know how to be a really great CEO. So it sounds like when 
the early days of Founder, you were kind of doing a bunch of stuff, but there wasn't a, a robust strategy around it. And there was some things were working well and some things were, were not working as well. Yeah. So look, we definitely had a strategy for growth, but we just weren't growing. I didn't know what I needed to do to get to that next level. You know, I had these crazy goals, ambitions, dreams, and still do, but just, yeah, didn't have that team buying, didn't have that team alignment, didn't have that organization, didn't really know how to rally people, didn't know how to get, yeah, everyone on the same page. I remember feeling extremely frustrated and that's one of the reasons I joined EO and EO has been a game changer as well, being surrounded with like-minded people in that group and yeah, that's kind of where I was at. At this point, you probably need to know that EO stands for Entrepreneurs' Organisation. You'll hear more about that soon. Take me back, we're in 2016, the business is kind of plateaued you were talking about and you, you're experiencing this immense frustration, you know, you're banging your head against the wall, it's, it's, there's a lot of pressure. Talk me through that. It's never enough. The goalposts keep changing. So we had a great business, um, multi-million dollar year business, but the, the problem was how, I didn't know how to take things to the next level and I didn't have that guidance. Like we didn't hit our revenue targets. We didn't we didn't accomplish all the things that we wanted to achieve. Now, we did have some wins. Like we had some wins along the way and, you know, the audience is growing, but like definitely on the revenue side and the business sustainability side, we had, we had some problems like, you know, generating consistent revenue, the way that we were generating that revenue, we were very reliant on certain sales processes and stuff. So yeah, it was really frustrating because um, you put yourself out there, uh, you know, you, you say to your team, we're going to do X, Y, Z this year. And then you look like a real Muppet when like, it just doesn't happen. So, <laughs> and like, we did have a plan, right? It's not like we didn't have a plan. It wasn't like we weren't trying. It wasn't like I was like hopeless, but I, I lacked direction, clarity, focus. So it's at this point, I started wondering if this is where Steve arrived on the scene. So I asked Nathan how that happened. So I joined EO in 2016 and um, I was in a group which is called a forum. And, uh, you know, there was about eight people in my forum and we had to do a company retreat, uh, like a forum retreat with those group of people. So I didn't really know them. Basically, you can bring in, like when you do these retreats, you can bring in experts and, and part of the agenda was like a day session with Steve. And... Um, Oh my God, like my mind was just absolutely blown. Like everything that Steve just laid out, how to how to run a really solid business and, and how to grow it and, and how to, I guess, I guess scale it. And um, I just was like, man, this guy's so cool. He drove a Tesla. That's been my, my dream car. And I was like, man, this guy's my hero. So um, yeah, naturally I was very attracted to, to like everything he had to say. And yeah, that's how we met. So as Steve speeds off in his Tesla, Nathan is blown away. There is the entrepreneur that Nathan wants to be, literally driving away in Nathan's dream car. Steve has made a huge impression on Nathan. And so Nathan decides to try and implement the strategy that Steve presented. One thing that I learned from Steve was um, to, to have uh, what is called a, a traffic light spreadsheet and a KPI dashboard. So that allows us to track key metrics and performance in the business. So I learned that from Steve and, and I went off and I implemented that in the business. What Nathan doesn't say here is that he took Steve's plan away to implement it, but it actually ended up being a bit of a mess. Without Steve's guidance, the results ended up being pretty mixed. 
Yeah, just like a year had passed and we had some wins, like we had, you know, some great products, um, you know, we produced some great content and our audience growth, it went up. But yeah, from a revenue standpoint, we just totally, utterly did not hit targets, did not hit the goals. And yeah, we, but we did have a plan. Here's the big, you know, audacious target. We're going to 10x or 5x, whatever it was. And, you know, here's how we're going to do it. And it just didn't work. So by this point, Nathan is trying all kinds of things to overcome this lack of growth. Marketing channels, new products, rearrange the team a little bit, go go to other people for advice. I think that's a big one. Listen to podcasts, uh, read blog posts, study competitors or, or other companies that are similar to ours. How are they growing? What are they doing? Probably should have did that more though. I wish I did that a lot more. It's at this point it's becoming clear to me that the issue isn't Nathan's willingness to try new things. So I wanted to see what he was thinking as he kept trying all these different strategies. So I pushed him a bit harder. And were those channels effective? When, um, when, like, and maybe I'll give you a bit more context. When you rearranged the team, for instance, did that help? A little bit. A little bit. Yep. When you tried some new marketing channels, did that help? Yep. Yep, a little bit. Okay. When you um, launched some new products, did that help? It was up and down. Okay. So right. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. A little bit. Yep. Yeah. So you're getting these micro wins along the way, but yes. you're not getting that that huge kind of hockey stick that you're looking for. So here we are. The scene is set. Despite Nathan having this incredible drive to succeed, despite being willing to try all these different strategies, he's just not seeing the results he's after. Founder is a company designed to help startups and entrepreneurs avoid pitfalls. And yet, Founder wasn't immune to those same challenges of scaling. And this stuff can be make or break if you get it wrong. So it's at this point that we need to bring Steve into the conversation. Steve had already met Nathan at this point, so I wanted to start out by getting Steve's impressions of Nathan and Founder when they first crossed paths. So I remember meeting Nathan at that first retreat, and I didn't really know much about Founder, but I remember going online that night after doing it and just seeing the website and the fact that, you know, he'd met some amazing people like, you know, Tony Robbins he'd interviewed and Gary Vee and all these really cool people. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. And, you know, Nathan is quite a shy person to begin with sometimes. So actually seeing the impact that his brand was having and that he was having on the entrepreneurial movement, I thought was really exciting and cool, but also something I was very passionate about, which was helping business owners to be able to grow. And when was the moment where you felt like Nathan really reached out for assistance in in um, overcoming this stagnation and this this growth challenge that he was having? Well, I remember in around 2017, um, I just agreed to mentor a few other people in the entrepreneurs organization. Nathan actually reached out to me and I said, look, I've just taken on all these other people to mentor, but I'll find you someone else. Great. And, and he caught up with um, someone else and still catches up with them. I think it was been a really great fit. But then a few months later, he reached out to me saying, look, I really need some help. I'd love you to do an offsite with me and the team. And that was sort of the beginning of us starting to work together, which was, yeah, coming into the new year in January 2018. Nathan, what was it about Steve that made you uh, continue to pursue him many months later? Well, here's the interesting thing, right? So Steve has a very different uh business to, to to founder where it's not media it's not tech it's it's not yeah it's not really online right so what's been incredible about working with Steve 
is the level of understanding that he has since I've worked with him around the business, around the strategy, and really helps us outline all of that and really rallies the team. So he knows every single person in the founder team or majority now, and he knows them on a really like an intimate level, right? So, so um, that level of accountability for myself is just game changing. People think with the mentor relationship side, it's like I've got some, I've got a couple of problems. I'm going to ask. I'm going to get these incredible answers that are going to change the game. With me and Steve, it's actually not like that. Where where's like this this next layer to it, where he understands the business, he understands the strategy, he helped come up with the strategy, he understands the team. He like it's just so different. So that's why um, I wanted to work with Steve because I wanted him to help us set up the plan for 2018. How can we have an incredible year? Align the strategy, keep me accountable and have that like discipline to say we're like, this is what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to commit to it and get buy-in from our team. I think that's so incredibly important because so often people look at the founder and think, oh, they're so, you know, it's all them. It's actually not. It's really all about your team and you need an incredible team to take your business to the next level. So what Steve's been able to do is not only mentor myself, but also mentor and coach the founder team and get that buy-in, get that alignment and get everyone on the same page, which has been incredible. Now, have you noticed that at the start of this conversation, Nathan was throwing everything at the proverbial wall of business growth? You heard about Nathan's frustration, trying new products, trying to rearrange the team. But when Steve became involved, the focus narrowed from trying to find solutions externally to focusing on the everyday mundane quality of discipline. And not just for the broader team at Founder, but for Nathan too. One thing I once heard Tony Robbins say when I was at an event that he did was um, the the level of growth that a business has is a true reflection on the founder. So what that what that told me was you need to level up as much as you want your business to. I just needed to level up, and Steve's really helped me level up as a CEO. That's a perfect uh, opportunity to ask you, Steve. What areas did Nathan need levelling up with? You know, Nathan has always been an incredibly hard worker. I think the challenge for anyone in a business that's sort of stagnant is going, what are the chess pieces that I need to move to play a better game? And it can be really difficult to see that, even in my own business experience. And, you know, I had well over 100 staff in growing my business, and I always had a, a mentor or a coach or an advisor to bounce things off. So I think having someone external to look at things a bit differently really helped Nathan. But I think the areas around that was around that alignment and accountability and discipline. So what Nathan still talks about today is something we started with, which is just how do we really get the whole team aligned around our direction, get them bought in around it, and then how do we measure that and hold them accountable? Because, you know, great years and great businesses are based on what I talk about is relentless discipline, like those handful of activities each and every week to have a great week, great month, great quarter, great year, not just we got lucky with some unicorn or something great that happens. Okay, I'm going to jump in here again. I want to take a moment to discuss one of the most common questions on mentoring. Is this a paid relationship? Now, we're going to try and do this every episode because it's really helpful to understand the nature of each relationship. So, in Nathan and Steve's case, for the first 12 months they worked together, their relationship was totally unpaid. And it was only once the work became more involved, like 
off-site strategy meetings or more than a dozen hours per month, that it moved to more of a paid relationship. And Nathan actually made a special point to stress how much he believes Steve's time is valuable and that he deserves to be rewarded financially for it, even denouncing the assumption that mentors should be expected to give their time for free. Now, with this in mind, I want to come back to the question of scaling. And when you hear Steve talk, I want you to pay particular attention to how inclusive the language he uses when discussing founder. He's using words like we and our. This is a guy who is absolutely invested in the future of the business. This is a guy who cares deeply about Nathan and his team. I think one of the, you know, game-changing things that happened just from an outsider is making sure we're all singing from the same songbook. And so at Founder, Founder had tried lots of different strategies and had great products and is an amazing marketing organisation. I think the challenge was just how do we have consistency in sales results? How do we have consistency in what we're doing as a team? And so once we made a couple of decisions around had a plan with more discipline to be able to grow, that's when things really were able to change. Tactically, what did that actually look like? What were the levers that you pulled to actually change these things? Because we're kind of talking lofty things right now. Oh, we've got to be more aligned. We've got to whatever. How do you do that? That's the hard part. Founder has amazing products, but they're always selling them based on a launch sequence, which is selling them with a seven-day small window and taking it out to the world across an audience of millions. And I found it bewildering that we weren't selling these amazing products all the time. And once we'd launched them, they sort of went off into the you know, the closet, never to be seen again. And so I really challenged Nathan and the team around that. How are we really ever going to have sustainable revenue and growth unless we're selling these products all the time, online, 24-7 around the world? I think that was a bit of a game changer that year that I do believe they would have come up with on their own, but perhaps a little bit slower than if I really would have pushed them and challenged them on that. How do you feel about that, Nathan? Yeah, that's that's pretty on point. So, so yeah, this concept of evergreen is pretty big amongst founder now. So the, I guess to give context, for us, we've really moved into the education space. So we sell and create online courses. And if you sell a online course for over $100, um, there needs to be a sales process that takes place. Yeah, really um, the idea of this concept of selling the product every single day, that was the real game changer using evergreen sales funnels. So a shift in the way that we sold our products. Mm -hmm. So it was like a a change in selling system. And so that obviously helped with the financial side of things because you have consistent revenue, which is great. Sounds like the other big problem was the alignment within the team and that discipline to continue delivering results and, and actually sticking to the strategy and having measurable KPIs to that. How did Steve help you with that? So it was alignment around the belief of the targets, alignment around contributing to set the targets together as a collective and having an external facilitator, which was Steve, being an independent body saying, hey, guys, this is what we're going to do versus me saying, hey, guys, this is what I want us to do and we're going to do it. It's a much different delivery and that was the real game changer when, it, when we talk about alignment. Today couple of years on from this, obviously a lot has changed and, and Founder has grown massively and, 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 and things are much better. Could you give me a bit of a picture on how things look today as a result of solving these challenges with Steve's help? Yeah, so 
For the year of um, 2018, we grew our revenue over 300%. You know, the business has, has tripled, quadrupled in the past couple of years. And I think, you know, it's it's incredible. We've hired all these new amazing team members and uh, we've got so many incredible products now, so much awesome content. Uh, we've got an office in New York now. We're setting up a new office in Melbourne. So, yeah, look, the team has grown substantially, revenue's grown substantially, and uh, we're serving a lot more people now at scale. And how do you feel personally now? Well, it's it's a, it's an interesting question, Adam, because last year was a hard year, right? So we did we we just didn't get we just didn't get the growth we were looking for, right? So I think I think that that's the nature of business, right? I feel really great now because we're getting a lot of wins again. So it's amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's I, I I can't sit here and tell you that uh, Steve has has woven a magic wand in the past couple of years and it's just hockey stick growth forever. It's still, businesses go up and down, but I I could definitely say that if it wasn't for Steve's help, we wouldn't be where we are right now. It's very natural for a business to have up, ups and downs. How do you personally feel approaching some of these challenges today? with the help of a mentor and, dare I say it, a friend as well in Steve to, to guide you along this path compared to where you were three or four years ago when you were struggling alone? It's a really incredible feeling because especially as a solo founder, I don't have a co-founder. It's very, very difficult when things go wrong or you have problems. You have no one to speak to. You can't speak to your significant other. You can, but... And my, my fiancé is incredible like that, but it's just different, right? But to be able to speak to someone like Steve, who has a tremendous amount of experience, been building businesses for you know twice the amount of time I have, and, and to really respect his insights and, and know that like it feels like we're kind of in this together, it's, it's just incredible. Steve, have you seen a change in Nathan over the past few years? Well, I think um, Nathan has definitely matured as a leader. And, I mean, that happens with experience. I think now his level of discipline, like in the early years, we used to do a plan and then Nathan would go and throw another 100 things at the end of the plan and all of a sudden all of our work would go into pages and pages and pages, whereas now I'm like, oh, maybe we can go and add something else to the plan and Nathan's like, no, 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 let's just focus on an important few. That's when I know my work is going well because he's more focused now on those critical levers than perhaps he used to be. It used to be a, you know, let's do 20 things, and now it's like, let's do three or five things, but let's do them perfectly well. I also think that he is, yeah, really embodies that courage value a lot more, which is, you know, bringing on difficult conversations, not just pushing things out to the last minute, but actually sort of taking problems head on, not putting his sort of head in the sand. And I think those things have, um, he's, he's really matured a lot, but also he's had to. I mean, that first year we worked together, he tripled the size of the business. And so we employed a lot of people. And we've probably more than tripled the size of the team. And so he's had to sort of level up a lot to be able to, you know, be a CEO now of running a team in the dozens as opposed to sort of sub 10 people. Uh, And I think he's done a really good job and I've been able to guide him a little along the way. Wonderful words. I can see uh, Nathan uh, having a laugh along uh, (laughs) some of those comments there. You two obviously have a really incredible bond that you've forged over the last few years, which is really great. Um, and just to finish up, I want to focus on a few reflections um, from you both. So maybe we'll start with um, with Steve. How do you feel about this experience now, looking back on it? Of all the different businesses that I've worked with or people I've mentored, 
Nathan is one of only probably two people out of dozens that's ever worked as hard as what I did in building quite a successful company. So I love the fact that it's, you know, Nathan doesn't go and give us excuses. Like I didn't do that because I got too busy or I didn't do this. He like, he gets it done. It's interesting how we can spend lots of time with people who have these really big impacts on our lives, but we never take the time to let them know how we really feel when they're actually there right in front of us. Is there anything you'd like to say to Steve that uh, you maybe haven't said to him before or that he might not know about how he's impacted you and your life? Yeah, okay. Well, look, Steve, like, thank you so much for taking the time and, uh, I guess, believing in me. And and I, I can't thank you enough how much you go above and beyond, like, you know, our relationship and, and everything that um, you're, you've committed to. Like, you, you treat founder as if it's your own company and I feel very lucky and humble to to, to work with you, learn from you, have you in my corner and um, yeah, I, I can't thank you enough and um, yeah, it's been a fun ride and uh, yeah, I, I look forward to, to more that we can do together. Thanks, mate. What about you, Steve? <laughs> Is there anything that you want to tell Nathan um, that you maybe haven't yet? Oh, you know, I'm very proud of what Nathan's been able to achieve and what he'll continue to be able to achieve. So I think that, you know, it's an honour working with him and with the founder team because, you know, Nathan is exceptionally driven. And, you know, when you have a very driven leader that paints a, you know, a really big, hairy, audacious goal and a big vision in the future, it actually makes my work easier because they're already talking about big visions. And to be honest, something that is challenging and exciting is something great to be a part of. So I've obviously learned a lot as a result of working with Nathan. And, you know, I'm very thankful for the experience and the fact that there's nothing that Nathan won't share with me or there's nothing that he's too scared to talk to me about. You know, we're an open book. We can talk in confidence together. And I feel honoured to have been part of the journey to date. And you thank me too much, really, given the fact that you're doing most of the work. I'm just helping to steer a few one percenters here and there to get better, whereas Nathan and the team are the reason we're successful. I've just perhaps guided them on a few shortcuts to take along the way to not make some of the mistakes perhaps I did in growing my business. Behind the scenes of Founder's incredible success, there's this foundation of a really strong mentor relationship. And by hearing the genuine affection that Nathan and Steve have for each other, you can really tell that they've developed a genuine friendship. What started as a quest to level up has become so much more than that. So from where Nathan was, a person who didn't really care about leadership and didn't think it was important to think about, to where he is now, a disciplined CEO who holds his team and himself accountable standing at the helm of a company that has gone from success to success and shows no signs of slowing down. All because Nathan wouldn't take no for an answer from a man in a Tesla. You've been listening to Level Up, a show about the personal and professional growth of some great Australian entrepreneurs and startups, and the mentors who've helped them along the way. Level Up is produced by LaunchVic. LaunchVic exists to support the growth of the Victorian startup ecosystem. If you're interested in mentoring or you'd like to learn more about LaunchVic, visit the website at launchvic.org. Production assistance on Level Up is provided by Wavelength Creative. I'm your host, Adam Jaffrey, and I'll speak to you next time.